We've discussed BC's stars. We've discussed what we're worried about. We're going to have Mitch Wolf on today to discuss the secret ingredients. What what would add to BC's success this year and who could put them over the top? All this and more. Today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Boston, and I am AJ Black. I am here today with Mitch Wolf. Mitch, how's it going? It's going good. Uh, sorry, I missed the last episode or when I was supposed to be on. You know, Game of Thrones came back, so obviously I had to miss it for that. But I'm happy to be back now. <laughs> How was the show? Is it good? It's very good. Um, it harkens back to a lot of the like stuff from the early seasons that people really fell in love with. Um, so I think it's gonna be really good. Okay, cool. I I liked the first Game of Thrones. The last season kind of lost oh, me. Yeah, last season was terrible. Uh, but I I I, I want to get HBO Max because I'm actually kind of on like a Sopranos kick again. But mm. um, I, I might I might do it just so I can watch that and a little bit of this uh, new Game of Thrones show. Now, Mitch, you've had a great idea that you wanted to come on to the show and talk about. Uh, give us throw us your pitch about what this episode's about. So, like you said in the intro, we've talked a lot about oh, like you know who are the super important players, who are the stars, and you know obviously Phil Dracovic, you know we saw it last year. Zay, everybody knows Zay Flowers. We know the offensive line step up. We know Josh DeBerry is like the best player on the defense. So I was kind of thinking of players like if they're performing really well that's an indicator that BC season is going really well, assuming everybody else kind of has the season we expect. Like, you know, let's say Phil is healthy and playing well. Let's say like Zay flowers is doing Zay flowers things. Like who are guys where if they're having a really good season means like, Oh wow. BC is playing really well on all fronts. So I have, I think four or five players on my list that uh, I think are, will be the kind of secret ingredient or special sauce to BC's success this year. So this is the sauteed mushrooms to Phil Dracovic's uh, cheese. <laughs> I hate mushrooms, but your point stands. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Grilled um, maplewood bacon. There we go. Now we're talking. All right. So uh, on our screen right now, we have Jaden Williams. He was your first pick. Go, go. Tell us a little bit about why you think he needs to have that big season. What that would mean if he does. So I've gone back and forth a lot about Jaden Williams. You know, last year, you know, it comes into the fall camp, super hot, catches all these touchdowns, kind of breaks in the starting lineup as a true freshman, starts the year off super hot. You know, he has four touchdowns, or sorry, three touchdowns in the first four games. Um, you know, he's definitely a big part of the offense. But after that, he really kind of fell off. You know, he had some decent plays in the Georgia Tech game, but in the latter half of the season, there were uh, one, two, three games where he had zero catches and he had one more where he only had one catch and he just wasn't really an impact in the offense. And I do think he's still going to play a big role this year, but you know, now they have guys like Joseph Griffin, you know, they might finally give Taji Johnson a chance of, of guys who are going to play that X receiver position. And that's where Williams played last year, but he's not really a natural fit for it given his size. So I'm wondering if they're going to move him into the slot a little more this year, because that's kind of, that, that makes it easier for him to get releases off the line, especially for a younger player that is undersized. You know, he played there a little earlier in the year, but then as the year went on, he barely played out in the slot. And I know they're going to use Zay there a lot because they want to get him the ball quickly. And usually you can do that with slot receivers. But I think that 
you know, you could really help Williams get off to a hot start by using him more as a slot receiver, you know, kind of using him on jet sweeps, getting the ball on screens, you know, asking a five, nine receiver to be a deep ball threat that is especially like with contested catches you know he had some nice contested catches actually but it's just not something you really want to rely on a guy with that kind of size for yeah what's he five ten five nine and that probably means he's five eight and like if you look at his the stats from pff like he was targeted on 13 contested catch opportunities he only caught three of them so you know there's just assuming he's going up against you know your average size college corner who is still bigger than him like he's probably just not going to win many of those battles he might be better this year you know, as a true freshman, that's going to be tough for him to, you know, learn that skill quickly. But I just think that if they do that, they can, you know, help him be a big part of the, this offense. And I think that if they do that and he's having a big year, you know, he can add another element to the offense where defenses don't really know who to game plan for. You know, if they double Zay, you know, they still have to deal with Jalen Gill and then Jane Williams one on one. Yeah, it's going to be such an interesting thing. I, you know, D. Every defensive coordinator is going to have to plan for Zay Flowers. That I mean, you, you, it'd be criminal not to, given the strength of BC's de- offense. Who on that offensive front is going to take advantage of that? And it could be Jaden Williams. It could be Jalen Gill. We don't know if Jalen Gill is going to be healthy enough to start the season. But, I, you know, a- after watching him at practice last year and hearing about what he was doing, Jaden Williams is an exciting player. And it'll be interesting to see if he doesn't who then does. And you mentioned Joseph Griffin and that's a name I I'm excited to see um, what they do with him or Taji Johnson. But I think those are three great names. It's it's Mitch. Does this seem weird to you that BC has such great depth at wide receiver right now? It's definitely weird considering, you know, where BC was, you know, a few years ago when, you know, guys like Alex Amadon and Bobby Swigert were they like their, you know, big receivers. I mean, obviously Amadon was super prolific, but he just doesn't really look the type. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I think you know, like I said, Griffin is really the the, the platonic ideal of an X receiver. You know, six four, two hundred pounds, go up, get the ball vertically. Johnson is a little interesting because he he has that build, but he's a lot like C.J. Lewis, where they use him on or they should use him on you know deep crossers and they motion him towards like near the line of scrimmage to use him as a kind of a hybrid tight end and i think that you'll see i think johnson's going to get a lot of run kind of in that cj lewis role from last year because they did use that type of player a lot especially in the first half of the season and now for all you folks that are listening live I want to invite you to make sure that you are hitting like, and subscribe. I I listen to so many podcasts on YouTube and I want to make sure you're doing the right thing. I think it's the ham, the Rams horn of Haiti, the Shafor, who is a big time follower of us. He's always a commenter out there. I see you out there. He's telling you to hit that like, and subscribe. Make sure you do that too. If you are liking this podcast. All right, Mitch, let's go to our next person on your list. And we have, all right. So the next one is Finn Durstein and, you know, I think now he's really he's the guy that's going to need to step up for this offensive line. And I think that if he, you know, kind of finally capitalizes on his recruiting hype, you know, kind of uh, every year for the last few years, we've kind of been like, oh, like it's Finn Durstein's turn to be a starter and he never really breaks into the lineup. So if he finally can, like, put it all together as a fifth or sixth year senior, whatever he is, you know, then I think that kind of is a um, force multiplier for the rest of the offensive line. You know, if he can be the guy that's setting the protections, helping true freshman center drew or sorry, redshirt freshman center, drew Kendall, you know, set all the protections, get everybody aligned. I think that's going to make everyone else in the offensive line be a lot more comfortable and that'll help them play better. 
I, I, I'm ex- interested in him. You know, it, it, one of the things that I, I got to talk, I got a chance to talk to coach Googs yesterday and we've heard Halfley's comments about that offensive line. Halfley says the top five have already been set. And to me, Durstein is about as close of a lock as you're going to get. Um, even though he hasn't a guy that hasn't played, honestly, I don't, does he, ha- I don't think he has any snaps or does he, he has have- 54 offensive snaps during his BC career. And those are spread over. I think three or four seasons where he actually played. So it's a couple of probably, you know, mop up duty duty. Yeah. Like he played a little bit against Florida state this year uh, when mahogany was down. So, but you know, I think they rotated him out for Trapilo pretty soon as well. Yeah. And I, I think fans are, have been, have been aching to see him take that next step because you want to see the local guys do well, you know, mm-hmm. as a BC fan, things that a lot of you guys are always talking about is those local recruits. You want to see them play here and play well in front of their families and friends. This is Durstein's chance and he's going to get it. And it's going to be interesting to see what he does when the, the light is shown on him. Yeah, now, absolutely. And I, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, finish up. Cause I was just, but uh, yeah, I was just going to kind of reiterate that, you know, even though like he doesn't have, he, ha- he actually has like fewer snaps than guys like Jack Conley and Ozzy Trapilo. Like, I just think that, you know, him being around guys like both the Lindstrom's, uh, you know, even uh, Tyler Vail, Ben Petrula, Zion Johnson, you know, and kind of just learning from those guys by osmosis. And then, you know, just watching so much film and being around football for so long, you know, he should, you know, be able to help them get more comfortable when, as they become full-time starters this year. All right. In a moment, we're going to discuss some more players that we're looking at to possibly have uh, that be that secret sauce for BC having success this year. Now you're heading out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. Can you make it home? Okay. Yeah, it's no big deal. Odds you'll get pulled over anyways. And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill somebody. Everyone knows about the risks of drunk drink driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on the roads to save lives. So if you're thinking you're okay after a few think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's ever. Now, we are your locked on Boston, your Boston College team every day. We're the Boston College podcast that does this five days a week. And if you want more college football insight, I want you to a college football preview, a seven episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey college football insiders. Thing you need to be ready for the college football season all in one spot. Search for ultimate college football preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, this is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here with Mitch Wolf, and we are looking at that secret sauce. What BC, what what players could step up to be that player that indicates that BC is in a good spot heading into this season? We just talked about Jaden Williams and Finn Durstein. Mitch, next on your list is our man Cam, Cam Horsley. Horsley. 
Go ahead. Yep. Defensive tackle. I, you know, I think when he started playing as a freshman in 2020, you know, he really flashed me. And I was like, this guy is special. Like he's got really incredible, like first step quickness and ability to shoot into gaps and keep, get offensive linemen off balance almost immediately. And that's a really key uh, skill to have as an interior defensive lineman, because, you know, a lot of defenses are shifting towards, you know, focusing on getting pressure from the interior because as passing games get quicker and quicker, more teams are using RPOs and quick passes. You can more affect the passing lanes by getting to the quarterback through the interior of the offensive line, you know, affecting his passing, affecting his drop back, affecting his passing lanes uh, much quicker than getting around the edge. And that's something Durstein has really excelled at, you know, and he played just under 500 snaps last year. He recorded uh, 15 total pressures, which included three sacks, which was, up increasing his total pressures by five and increasing sacks by two from 2020. And, you know, I think this year he's going to elevate his game again. I'm just, I just, the only thing I want to see him is be more consistent against the run, you know, holding uh, up offensive linemen, then properly shedding blocks with good timing. And then, you know, kind of just improving his pass rush plan as he gets to be a more experienced and, you know, technically refined player, you know, adding different pass rush moves to his game and then consistently being able to finish with the quarterback, you know, make sure you turn those pressures and quarterback hits into sacks. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, we've heard about the team's um, emphasis on the pass defense. I mean, rush, rushing defense, they allowed 4.5 yards per carry in 2021. Obviously not a number that's going to do well in terms of your overall defense and the players, I forget which player I talked to might've been cam himself that said it to us at a, a press conference that he said it was embarrassing and they have that number plastered on their meeting room wall and said, you know, that is a specific point of emphasis for them this season. And, you know, when he has boozy back next to him and, you know, I think everyone has talked about Unwuka as a big, as a big time player, with Unwuka back, that could really free up Horsley to, to have a bigger season, correct? Yeah, I mean, Unwuka is kind of a crazy evaluation because just based on his size, like, he shouldn't be able to be as effective at what he does as he is. You know, he kind of has that, I mean, he's not even like an Aaron Donald. I'm not sure if you know the name Puna Ford. He's a defensive tackle for the Seattle Seahawks, and he's, I think he's listed at six foot, but he's really like 5'11", 307 pounds, like the literal definition of a bowling ball. Um, but he's just really good at eating up those double teams because of the ability as to maintain great leverage. And, you know, if essentially if offensive lineman, if the center and the guard have to double team boozy on one side, that should give Horsley a lot of one-on-one opportunities, which is where he can really excel and start making more plays in the backfield. Yeah. He, I, I, I like your choice here. Cause I think Horsley is in not many people are talking about when they talk about that defensive line, mm-hmm. but, Again, everyone chats about Taji Johnson as being a summer camp warrior, uh, someone who always has had big off seasons every year. It seems like Cam Horsley's right up there. Uh, he's a name that comes up a lot on the practice reports. It'll be interesting to see if he can actually step up and be that big time defensive lineman in 2022. All right. Kit. All right, Mitch, let's go on to our next, our so next big, the- Go ahead. Yep, this one's Bryce Steele uh, listed as a linebacker. I think that they're going to experiment with some funky position stuff this year. You know, they brought in a guy like Sione Hala. They, you know, are kind of bulking up Jalen Blackwell, but all those guys are like between six foot and six, two and between like 205 and 220 pounds. So I'm very interested to see how they use that position, but Bryce Steele is the one who's going to get the majority of those snaps. And, 
you know, I know people like kind of rag on Vinny De Palma for not being as athletic, but that, you know, Steele is there to make up for that as the strong side linebacker. And he's kind of the new age strong side linebacker or Sam in that instead of being an on-ball Sam where he's a big dude, almost like a defensive end that is on the ball, he's built more like a safety and playing off the ball, usually in the slot or overhang area, you know, guy who's going to cover tight ends down the seam. He's going to take away quick throw, quick stick throws, quick slant throws, RPOs in that area of the field, you know, cover running backs coming out of the backfield. And, you know, I really enjoy watching Steel just because of how crazy an athlete he is. And last year he did get a decent amount of playing time this year. It's kind of like how Cam Arnold was, you know, you know, Cam Arnold had some struggles last year, but still a good linebacker. Steel was somewhat the same way. I think that he's going to take a big leap forward this year. Now that he's a little more comfortable, you know, playing a more of a linebacker role, playing in this defense and kind of understanding what he's looking at, you know, and when you understand what you're looking at and can start anticipating as a defender, you can start playing a lot faster and making a lot more plays. Now, Halfley's talked a lot about the versatility of his defense and mm-hmm. being able to do more. I, I always look at, I look at this, the back half of that defense is what he's talking about. He's not giving any examples, but when I, when I chatted it, again, it was interesting to talk to some of the positional coaches at media day. I asked, um, linebacker coach Sean Duggan about Sammy Halla, and he smirked at me when I asked him. <laughs> and I said, So he's with you guys, right? And he, he smirked at me, and I, he's, you know, so I think there's a lot of flexibility, and I think that's what they love about this defense. All over the place, BC's defense has some, has, is, is, and it's improving in its versatility where guys can go all over the place where you can have Bryce Steele, you know, you can move him around. You can move him back in coverage a little bit if you need to. And then the secondary, you're doing the same thing. When you have a guy like Sione Halla, Jaden Woodbay, you have all guys that you can move Mac move and match. And I think for Tem Lukabu and Jeff Halfley, that is what's going to make their defense take that next step this year. Yeah. Bryce Steele and um, Jaden Woodbay are going to be those two guys that you're going to see move around a ton. Like they're probably never going to align in the same spot during any given set of downs, you know, maybe not even on one defensive series. Like, you know, I saw plays where Steele, there was actually one crazy play. I think I sent it to you where it wasn't Steele, but I could see him doing it where they had Cam Arnold lined up, you know, right in the A gap looking like he was going to blitz. And then he and the other linebacker bailed out and Cam Arnold essentially bailed to be a middle of the field, deep free safety. Like, so he ran back about 25 yards to, you know, do a deep middle safety role, which was, I don't think I've ever seen a linebacker do that, but yeah, I mean, I, I think Steele, you know, he can rush. They could use him as a pass rusher a little bit, you know, lining him up on the ball and, you know, having him either blitz or sim a pressure, which can confuse the offense. I think, you know, last year, like I've talked about on a previous episode, you know, BC was kind of vanilla with their coverages. You know, they kind of, they, they, they because of how confident they were in their defenders, they're like, all right, we're just going to line up in these few things and just do it. I think this year, they still have a lot of the same players and they're still quite good. But I think that now that the, a lot of the players are more comfortable in the system and in their roles, I think you're going to see Halfley and Luke Boo, you know, turn up the intensity and diversity of how much they try to confuse offenses and what they're doing on the back end. All right. In just a moment, we're going to get to the final few players that Mitch wants to talk about. And we'll end our episode talking about Boston College football. All right, we're back. This is Locked On Boston College. This is our Wednesday episode. We are a week and a half away from college football. It feels, on one end, it feels like it's been going on forever, the offseason. I mean, BC hasn't played that Wake Forest game after the ECU game was canceled. But it's it's exciting that we're, we're getting closer and closer and closer. And our next player, we're, we're talking about that secret sauce. What, what, what about BC 
would add to this team? What would make them take that next step? And we talked about Bryce Steele and, and uh, Finn Durstein and a few other players. Mitch, who's next for you? My last one is CJ Burton. And this is kind of the inverse of Jaden Williams, where, you know, we talk about, oh, like, you know, defenses are going to have to cover double covers, Zay Flowers. And then, you know, they probably will have to focus a lot of attention towards Jalen Gill as well. And I think that that kind of goes for uh, CJ Burton as well, because if you think about the corner position, you know, Elijah Jones is on one side and, you know, he's a long press man corner that, you know, is, you know, he's very successful. You know, teams don't really throw at him that much. Josh DeBerry is probably the best player on this defense. You know, he, it's, we're not sure if he's going to play in the slot or outside, but he's a really talented corner that can make a lot of plays. And so, you know, essentially most offenses aren't really want to going to go at either of those corners. So like, Oh, like we'll go at the other guy, CJ Burton. And, you know, CJ Burton's no slouch himself. You know, I, he was a true freshman last year. You know, he was a huge recruit, obviously. But, you know, there were some growing pains. But other times he was really impressive. And, you know, again, like we talked about price stealing. You know, if this year he takes a step forward, either in the slot or outside, you know, if they're really covering these receivers well, that's going to force quarterbacks to go, you know, to their tight ends or running backs, which aren't as, you know, explosive targets, especially vertically. And, you know, if Burton and DeBerry and even if Jones can luck into one, you know, if they can get some turnovers when they're targeted, that's going to, you know, really confuse and scare quarterbacks. Yeah. We're, we, again, this goes back to that versatility conversation. Um, on Monday, I, I spoke with Azar Abdul him, the uh, associate head coach and defensive backs coach. And I asked him about CJ Burton because uh, I was interested to hear his thoughts on him. And he, you know, he said to me, he's another guy that's versatile. He's a guy that you can line up outside. He's a guy that you can line up in the nickel. You can do a million different things with him. And that's what he likes about him. Now, when I asked him, what, where do you want to see him go this year? He said he wants to see him become a star on this team. He wants to see CJ Burton ascend to that next level because he has that in him. And I think that when he were, when he committed, when Burton committed to BC, Star was what everyone assumed him he would be, correct? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's one of the highest-ranked BC recruits in a long time. And they, they beat out Florida for him, Alabama, a lot of other big-time schools that wanted him because he wanted to come here and play for Azar Abdul over him and Jeff Halfley. Um, so while all the talk is about Elijah Jones and, and Josh DeBerry, don't sleep on I, – I agree with Mitch here. Don't sleep – on CJ Burton as a guy that could have a breakout 2022. Mitch, do you have any other last thoughts before we uh, wrap this show up? Uh, nope. That's it for me. I'm not going to try to sell you on how Sam Candotti is going to be one of the secret sauce players for this team. Although I, I am interested to see if they install full, you know, rugby punting for the Aussie rules punter. Like some other, teams I don't think losing. they will uh, okay. just be based off. From from what what you get get the the glimpse of I've seen him he's not doing it in practice, but okay. Halfley and Thurin both talked about it, uh, and we're talking about his booming kicks. So when I hear booming kick, I don't think of I don't think of rugby style. Well, know. the rugby ones just where they kind of run to the side into the kick, yeah. um, which a lot of the Aussie guys do. Which you know, but that's good if he's not necessarily going to be. That'll, that'll be interesting to see if he's not doing that, but you know, they might don't want to make a wholesale change to their special teams, you know, which makes sense. Right. Right. Okay. So Mitch, where can people find you on social? Media? Uh, you can find me at Mitchell T Wolf, W O L F E. Uh, make sure you follow me there uh, and make sure you're following the 33rd team uh, for all your fantasy, daily fantasy and betting content. We've been putting out a lot of stuff recently. We've been announcing more and more um, NFL legends joining our team. Uh, we, and we even got a, uh, 
I'm not I'm sure if you're on Twitter, you've probably seen his videos. Uh, Joey Molinero, a very funny impressionist, just signed on with us. So uh, he'll be making some content for us as well. So make sure you're checking us out there. All right. And as you see below, you can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. And we'll be back again tomorrow. Continuing our prep for the Rutgers game, we'll have more discussion about camp and everything in between. Take care, folks.